With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Sure is. Whoa, you sound like Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. He's LeVar Arrington. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox with you. You can listen to us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app and on all these hundreds of affiliates all across the country, wherever you are, making us a part of your Thursday morning. We appreciate it. We are doing this show here live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, for those of you that are uh, unfamiliar with this, we do the time slot before this. So, Basically, we are the lead-in to the Dan Patrick Show Monday through Friday. So it's about three hours later for us here as we get things started on FSR. And I just want to, uh, look, just friendly advice. Just want to throw this out there to you guys. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean... uh, we're just renting this house, all right. Yeah, so let's not, yeah. uh, you know, let's not break anything. I've I've been told nothing parties like a rental. So uh, mm, that's <laughs> right. We give it back in good shape. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm yeah. just that's, that's why they get that security deposit. <laughs> we're, about to, we're about to tear this as a. Uh, oh, uh, I got to be on my best behavior. Yeah, you can. Yeah, to. Yeah. We're about you to tear. We're, we're, dump the first second, yeah, buddy. We're we're going to uh, set the roof on fire. On fire, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water. Just let the roof burn. Yeah. Can, can yeah. I pose this question before we kick things off and start talking a little more sports? Yeah. What did you guys do with your extra hours of sleep this morning? Sleep? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's that simple? Yes. Okay. God, God. I feel so alert and awake. I was just telling Jonas, I feel so happy. Like, Dan, Patrick, holy moly, you got an amazing time slot. Yeah, got uh, two hours uh, extra sleep. And then, I mean, you know me. Up and grinding right away. Yeah. Working out. Yeah. yeah. And Working then just, out. Uh, just coming the in. Gloves and, on. Yeah. I mean, just doing whatever, you know, well, with that extra two hours. But uh, clanging and banging. Yeah. A little clanging. I actually bang. got to take my kids to school, oh, which, wow. was, uh, which was a first for me in a long time. And uh, let me tell you, definitely some observations. For starters, I cannot do my daughter's hair. Like, the mm. only thing I can do is a ponytail. And I can't begin to tell you how disappointed they were with with me today. Like I cook them breakfast, I do whatever you want, but as far as it comes to like doing my little girl's hair, no chance. So that was a fail. And the other observation was those kids were so fired up. By the time they got in there, I had ACDC thunderstruck playing. Oh, it was yeah. straight rock the whole time, yeah. and I was flying, weaving in and out of cars to drop them off in time. Yeah, so, a little different start to their morning, that's for sure. So basically, the Varsity Blues soundtrack because that was um, uh, there was yeah that's pretty fair i don't know if it was actually the soundtrack but they uh, they enjoyed it they're like this is, this is way more fun with daddy <laughs> why do kids have more fun with daddies man i don't get it man you know my kids get all pumped up when i take them to school too you know hell yeah yeah yeah, I get to take them to now. school. I get to take them to school because you know we're a little bit of a different time zone. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I'm true. back. I'm back, and 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 we have pep talks. Like we have pump up talks. You know, Man Man has Lavar. This isn't our our audience. What up, L- Man Man? Little Lavar. Um, he works out at six thirty now, so he's got before school training before he gets into school. So when we're driving over there, you know, you give him the the talk. You know. 
don't waste the moment. Yeah. You know, make sure you look your 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 strength coach in the eyes and say, "I want pain today. Pain doesn't need to look for me. I'm looking for pain." You yeah. understand, child? You got to know how to work. Yeah, yeah. You got then you got to look your teammates in the eyes and you got to look them in the eyes and you got to say, "We got to know how to work. Let's get to work. I want to hear it. I want to hear the grunts. I want to hear the weights." Hell yeah! I need to feel it. Clanging and banging. Clanging yeah. and. Banging. Banging. Yeah, that's what I'm there talking about. And then, and then you finish that off with, and then once you get to the professional level, you just un- unfollow your team on, on Instagram and you should be fine. <laughs> oh, like, so just, why do you have to trade the segue? We haven't had talked to Lee yet. Well, I, listen, because uh, we, hey. know, we know what Lee. Lee was just getting ready for the show. Then, you go, then you go jump on a podcast. You yeah. don't go jump on ESPN or Fox or anything like that. You go jump on a podcast and let them know how you feel. It. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Lee, uh, extra couple hours. What'd you do with it? I slept, but you know, there's a there's a science to this. We don't get as much sleep as most, so it's like you get into that REM sleep. It actually sometimes gets you a little groggier. So you you gotta be careful with. <sighs> so this. are you Wait, complaining? You're, you're complaining about the extra yeah, sleep? Yeah, yeah. You know me, man. Before our show, I just get a little nap in, just enough, and then I come in ready to go, and then I sleep after the show. So right now, I'm kind of in my morning routine where I usually go home, I eat, and then go to sleep. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. You eat and what? Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't want to what? say that because this is the wrong audience. <laughs> I said I eat. I you eat. Gotta wash all, dra- you got to wash it down. Stuff, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, not that. <laughs> you got to drown it down. Don't I mean, you? hey, Lee, you know what? Nothing a Bloody Mary won't fix. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever true. you got. Oh, and I'm, I'm, See, this is my Bloody Mary time right now. <laughs> all right. Hopefully your Thursday wasn't impacted <laughs> by, uh, by, by our late start. Dang. Uh, realm tired huh (laughs) (laughs) wow all right it's true a little groggy there you go (laughs) just put that back in the holster (laughs) and (laughs) that is the uh the first oh yeah this is uh hey hey, joe hey joe this is how i'm feeling right now man did we already get one he said it no no No, i don't think so but it it definitely could have got i could have hit it I could have hit it out of the park right there. Yeah. I'm, I'm on my best behavior. It was there. It was a slick one. <laughs> you caught it. That was good. <laughs> it was there. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Lobbed up. Lee's for like, darn, like extra hours. I get that. <laughs> Makes me groggy. I mean, it all fit. I hear you. I mean, you could have dropped that puzzle piece right on in there. You I know? hear you. All right. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, so with that being said, uh <laughs> We transition smoothly over to the situation that is the big topic of conversation in the NFL, especially over the last uh, next couple of weeks as we try and figure out what the plan is at the top for the Chicago Bears and the latest development for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. And I, I again, can't even believe this is an actual storyline to all this, is that he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram. Mm. So just devastating. You guys know my thoughts on this. Different audience, so can't exactly say what I said yesterday. I'll just put it this way. Uh, I blame guys that are a little bit too aggressive and interested in women on social media who got a little bit too fired up when they see they were out of a relationship and in turn their status to it's complicated. Now, everybody knows if you want to get some attention, this is the move. But according to Justin Fields, it's nothing more than he just wants a little bit of time. He wants a little bit of vacation time to go ahead and do his thing. He was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast yesterday and had this to say about the situation. Why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like why, why are you not following follow the Bears? This and that. Like, I still mess with the Bears. This and that. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I'm following the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with them. You want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. Um, to be honest, bro, I'll be trying to, like, with all the talk, it's, it's hard to... I guess kind of just boom being one place, but I can't see myself playing in another place. But I know how that league is. Like, if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love the city. The city's lit. The the fans there, they're great. But um, it's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want it to be over. Like, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Let me know if I'm staying. So that was Justin Fields talking with Equinemius and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown on the third. Let me let me jump on this real quick, and 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 Q can have it after because to me Q can't relate to this from my perspective because I'm an ugly. All right, <laughs> uh, ugly dude. Listen to what Justin Fields just had to say and said that you pretty 
mother lovers, y'all, y'all just think y'all can do whatever y'all want to do, and people are going to be waiting on you, and nobody's going to have a problem with it. This is a pretty dude. What he did with his social media, I think he's 100% correct. Pretty dudes will uh, let me unfollow her, like he used as an example. I unfollow her, but that don't mean that we ain't still cool. I just needed a break. I just didn't want you all over my timeline. That's what pretty dudes do. See, ugly dudes, we're going to keep you on our timeline because we want to keep seeing you, right? And we want you to know that we see your, your your posts and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, you hit the like button, boom, boom, boom. You hit the heart, whatever. You know, some some uglies, they even, they comment. You know, they say weird, like, creepy stuff like, oh, you look beautiful. Or, <laughs> oh, are you having a great day? Or, you know. Are you speaking from like personal that. experience? No, I just, oh, no, no, sure. I know. I mean, but this I, is your perspective, I'm just right? saying this is my perspective. Because I'm right. friends with uglies too. Like I, I don't like hanging out with pretty dudes. I, I hang out with ugly dudes because if they're uglier than me, then I at least feel somewhat less as ugly as them. Good move. So our our approach is much different than that of a pretty dude. This was a pretty dude's approach. I don't think he had anything personal with with the NFL. I think he's telling the truth about not having something personal with the Chicago Bears. He just wanted a break. He doesn't want to see everybody asking where's Justin okay. Fields going to go, okay. what is he going to do, can, all those. Can I ask things. this then? Because I am not a, a savant at social media in any way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you just mute the Bears? Can you just put them on mute? You yeah. don't have to unfollow them. If don't if you put them on mute, you won't. They're not going to show up in your timeline, right? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a mute on Instagram. I know mute oh, is for sure is is I, I know you can stop people from commenting on it, or you can do private. You can post. mute posts, stories, notes. You can mute all that. Yeah, well, you see, don't have to. You see might it. be more of a savant than me. I, I just I just know for me on IG, if I don't want to see your story or or see your post, I unfollow you. Okay. I'll unfollow. I, I think the slyer way of doing it is just, again, using the mute button, mm-hmm. if that indeed was the case. See, H- my whole thing, thing th- was to expose Brady Quinn on being a an Instagram uh, social media guru. See, I just I just showed the Dan Patrick audience out there that Brady Quinn is, is – a guru well, on they know. Media. That. I mean, he's a regular on the DP. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, there big, you go. big, big, big Instagram guy. Big social media there guy. You go. Um, I, here's here's the first thing I'd say is <laughs> like Justin Fields. I selfishly, I want this to be over for all of us. Like we've talked about this already at nauseum because when the Bears didn't make the playoffs and the Bears were solidified in the number one slot, this conversation, this talking point, came up. And, and we knew kind of coming into the season, it needed to be a big season for Justin Fields, which I thought he played well enough where you could warrant him being the guy. And he should, in my opinion, be the guy, trade out of the spot, go accumulate more picks, more players to help build out around him. That's how I feel. But that's a simple way of looking at it because it doesn't factor in that he's played long enough now where you have to start thinking about that contract extension. And it's going to be more expensive sooner to keep Justin Fields than it would be to draft a quarterback at number one overall, take your pick, whoever it is. So I understand the economics to it, but selfishly for him, for us, for everyone out there, like I hope whatever happens, they decide soon. And that way we can just get off this topic and narrative. And whether it's Atlanta, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's whatever other team out there, would be looking for his services if he's going to get traded. I hope it happens sooner than later. Just for him, too, for his, the next like step of his career, getting with that new organization. But I, I don't know. I, like The whole social media thing, I, I know like players are like, I don't get it. Everyone blows out of proportion. Well, the reality is that's what like a lot of guys are being told to do by their agents. It's the first line of yeah. It's like drawing lines of sand. Nego- yeah. Yeah, that's just, it is a negotiation. Let's be clear here. Like we can, I, I could poke fun at it and say the uglies and the pretties and all that stuff, but it is a negotiation. I, I mean, that is the first tactic. Like you see, okay, he's unfollowed us. What does that mean? That means until we get to a certain, it's either I want out or you guys need to decide if you want me here. That's that's the first. It's the first shot fired, is what it is. I mean, let's just be clear on that. And I'm with you on on them figuring it out, figuring it out quickly. Because again, once once you get off into free agency, it's like a frenzy. People aren't like, oh yeah, we're going to wait 
and see if we can get a guy that comes out later or comes comes available later because the the other team didn't want. We're not waiting on Justin Fields. They're going to go fill that spot with someone else. So the longer you take in these types of situations, the harder it's going to be. It's a more strenuous situation for the player because the money is gone. It's gone. You've you've given it out. You've you've signed your guys who you want in free agency and it's it becomes more difficult the further you get down into the bag of free agency. So I hope they do make a decision soon as well. I mean, listen, if he wants to just go ahead and delete the app altogether, I'll help him out here. Here's how this is going to go. Like, it's over. He's going to get traded. And Caleb Williams is going to be the starting quarterback in Chicago next year. And that's been the story for weeks and weeks and weeks. And if he's looking for somebody to blame, if he does want to follow along and go back on social media, Uh-oh. just follow the uh, the Carolina Panthers who rolled out a bag of crap last year and enabled the Chicago Bears to pick number one overall. That's why this is happening. And you don't need to go on IG for all that. You could just go on the iHeartRadio app and listen to this show. That's very nice. Back. That's a good you know point. By the way, that is coming from a lifelong Bears fan. Oh, come so. on. That is, listen, that is a reckless allegation. From Mammoth. From Mammoth. Yeah, yeah Mammoth. Yeah. Great point, yeah. by the way. Home uh, of wider. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In the western part go. of the state. Yeah, you know? Knox County. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Not sure if you guys Knox know. County. Near Galesburg, mm, you know, for those of right. you that, are, right. uh, that are interested. Where the mini yeah. Sears Tower is. Hey, what are you man. laughing at, Joel? You know that's a real place. We're not spinning yarns here on this show. Galesburg and Mammoth, that's a real place, Joel. Yeah. Problem is, Joel's from the big city. Like he's a uh, he's a Detroit guy through and through. So yeah. he doesn't he doesn't know what that small time life. We, was, we like. was talking about you know Michigan life uh, pre show. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, he got a national title, but it was out of Ann Arbor. It wasn't out of East Lansing. It wasn't out of Detroit. You know what I mean? Oh, maybe one day though. Yeah, maybe uh, one day, Joel. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's just uh, yeah. little, little comments know. behind the scenes from. Uh, I, I would say this for, for Justin oh, okay. Fields though too. Like, this is this, this is an opportunity for him. I think whatever ends up happening, either you have the complete backing of the organization if they don't trade you, and if they do, obviously it's, it's an opportunity for a new start. And I'll say this much: if it ends up being the Atlanta Falcons, I love that fit for him. I love the opportunity he's going to have there with the talent that they have, as well as the defense came around last season. Like that could be a very competitive team right away with his skill set. It's close to home for him. That could be like a great second act for him personally, if that's going to be the case. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see how this uh, plays out. Atlanta, by the way, uh, is the favorite right now, according to several odds makers, to land Justin Field. So there's that whole uh, that whole side of the story out there. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we are on before Dan Patrick, Monday through Friday. So every single weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific time. So it's nice to get to hang out here. Uh, the sun is coming up here on the West Coast where we're doing the show live from. So it's a little bit uh, a little bit unique for us. But nonetheless, some stories are still stories apparently in the world of sports and in the NFL. And one of those is the dysfunction that was the Philadelphia Eagles from 2023 into 2024 when they had that awful playoff performance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And according to Derek Gunn, and there's a couple of different angles to this. No, Derek Gunn. So he covers the Eagles. And according to sources, um, he said that, remember Big Dom? You know, Big Dom got suspended for that uh, oh, little yeah. run-in he had against the Niners back in that Big fun Dom. game. Yeah. Um, oh, apparently, uh, think, Big Dom being suspended, uh, he controls Nick Sirianni's emotions on the sidelines. So in his absence, uh, Nick got into numerous arguments with players and coaches during games. So that was an underlying factor as to the demise of the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the fact that they just played awful down the stretch, but because Nick Sirianni's emotions weren't able to be kept in check because Big Dom was ousted. So yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a layer to that there. Their defense struggled all year. You know, I, <clears throat> Big Dom or not, I'm, I'm not sure that was going to change much. And offensively, they, they struggled at times too. So, I, look, I, I love Big Dom. I feel like everyone needs a big dom in their life. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Like you want to use that as, a, as an excuse for why things didn't work out. And clearly, it seemed like there was a bit of just a decline from that time. The big dom, you know, was no longer allowed back on the sidelines. But it does feel like a bit of an excuse. And really, glossing over what was the issue last year, it was both coordinators. Whether it was Sean Desai, even Matt Patricia when he tried to take over for a period of time, or Brian Johnson on the offense. They schematically took a large step back from where they were the years prior. And you saw Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon looked as head coaches. And that's why, again, I don't want to make too much of this about Big Dom because I think now they identified what their real issues were. And that was finding coordinators who were experienced and could come in and get this team back to playing at the level that they know they can play at. And Vic Fangio and Kellen Moore, I think, will do that. So I just hope we allow Big Dom back on the sidelines, man. <laughs> we, we we need Big Dom back. Yeah. Added some entertainment. It does sound like, obviously, uh, an excuse. 
But could there be a little bit of legitimacy to the story? I don't I don't see why there wouldn't be some legitimacy to that. I mean, if you have someone that is a calming presence and, and is respected by all Who's parties that in involved, your life, LeVar? Man, Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I keep Jesus, Jesus. with me. And, you and, call Jesus. Yeah, and I call his name when I need um, some assistance and I need How to, do you say to, it? I say, Jesus, if you're listening, <laughs> help! <laughs> and, and who he, does uh, Jonas call? Is it Lee? Um, yeah, heck yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. That's no, 100%. You, you don't no, call Lee when you're in trouble. True. And no, Lee when, calls Todd. No, so when you're I'm not tr- even <laughs> Lee. <person. laughs> it's it's really Todd. There is an order. You guys wouldn't understand this, but when, I, when I'm in trouble, you know who I call? The weight room. That's who I call. <laughs> oh, geez. And I find what? the heaviest thing in there. You out to be such a I find Because it's a new audience. Maybe they'll believe it. And, and I find the heaviest weight in there, and I see what I can do with it. All right? That's oh, what I gosh. do. But again, everybody's different. You know, everybody's Here's what our audience doesn't know is that when you sit on the curb, your, your leg's still dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, hula hoop through a cheerio. Right. Yeah, pretty slim. I don't knock anymore. I just jump through the keyhole. <laughs> it's, it's not your fault you drink out of a thimble, you know? Oh, no. Can you – can we ask – Lee, though, like who's who does Lee rely on? It's got to be Todd. There you go. Yeah, is that is that a good thing? No, no. it's an awful. I feel thing. like no. you may end up awful like Nick Sirianni. <laughs> exactly. Bad decisions are made. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, now there is a, uh, a a salacious element to uh, some Eagles drama. If you guys want to get get mixed in and get dirty with this here, um, Craig Carton of FS1 said that. Um, he knows what the issue was that splintered the Eagles locker room. And as he put it, it was something that would fracture any relationship between men. And he said, it'll be interesting to see if a certain big name player on the Eagles is back with the team uh, next year. That sounds like a woman. I mean, that's, you know, that sounds like a a man that involving a woman. That's that's correct. (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) Got to clarify. Yeah, or involving. Yeah, got to clarify that uh, in today's uh, world. Oh, oh, okay, how about this? This is new era. How about that sounds like a relationship. How about that? Because we could yeah. even go a little further than that. It sounds like there's a relationship involved and somebody had a relationship with somebody else's relationship or um, and, and it spun out of control. Now, Adam Schefter went on local radio in Philly and said that uh, he reached out to somebody about it and they said, uh, oh, it's complete. You know what? So, Adam, so imagine, he's, he's denying all this. Could you imagine being Adam Schefter where even if it is true, like, you know, exactly the relationship that affected the relationship who he's talking about, you know? Well, like, it, I, I wouldn't want to know all that. Like, I do not want to know about people's personal lives. I really don't. I don't either. Unless it impacts what's going on. That's the only way I – and it's like, okay, he's well, leaving. In this case, aren't we saying it, it impacted yes. what's going on? Yes. So, so you that's do what know. I'm saying. You, you do want to know. I just want to know why it would – like, what happened in terms of why he's leaving or doesn't I mean, want to be you there. You act like you probably didn't have something like that when you played in your locker room. You oh, mean? yeah, come on. What do you Anybody mean? mow anybody else's lawn, Lamar? Come on. Let's oh, talk I, about I it. got stories. Oh, yeah? The one jumped stories. out super quick, too. I will <laughs> never forget. <laughs> yeah. I would never Damn. forget a dude talking about <laughs> – I don't even know how to say this. He He was being accused of something by a significant other, and so she needed to smell it. <laughs> oh, wow. She, that's that was like that. Uh, what? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I I got one where I'm not willing to go any further. Yeah, that's why I was just going. I was <laughs> so just going to stop. There. I was going to move us to a different story. <laughs> same same topic, different story. Same bat place, same bat time, just different explanation. Yeah. Yeah. So there was there was a story of a player that was pretty close with his teammate. Families were pretty close hung out one day they're hanging out uh there was something needed from the grocery store oh god i know oh, this story no. you told me this story eggplant what was it what they need all day little minivan little, little 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 not a minivan it was, was it, like was it, it was it, it was, it was like one of them uh excursion vans you know oh, the old school you know had a little 
has so much room. It has so so much. It has so much room, right? All, all wheel drive. All wheel drive. Four wheel. Great, great, great emergency brake system too. Oh, you know, you man. put that emergency brake on the don't the bad boy don't rock as much. You know, <laughs> and, and apparently they they it's, made a uh, pulling back the emergency. Brake. They pull back that emergency oh, brake. You know, man. I make that noise like. So. Climbs in the uh, back. They, they parked in the. They parked in the. Uh, the, the, the grocery. Bro. The grocery <laughs> store parking lot and then. Uh, Paper or plastic. But they weren't plastic. <laughs> they, you know they're doing it right if they put the car in park, yep. turned it off, yep. and had to pull the e brake to yep. stabilize yep. the car. Oh, stabilizing. <laughs> but but the problem was is that they they were, you know, it was the other. It was the teammates spouse and it was oh, the no. teammates teammate like and somehow they got caught they got caught and it came out and did that, that was thing. did that fracture the locker room hell yes yeah. <laughs> you don't think so, that fractured the locker room so, i don't know <laughs> they were both significant players I'll tell i'm you curious how the rest of the cookout went when they got back <laughs> right. uh, the cookout was over <laughs> it was uh, it was over I would just say. I mean, how would that not draw a red flag? Like you see, your your significant other and your teammates going off. You're like, wait to, a second to the grocery store, right? Yeah, like uh, you'll get some eggplant. You know, it's like I don't. I don't, know. I, don't I, I I would have to assume. <laughs> I would. I'm just assuming. I don't know. I wasn't there, but I would have to assume Yourself. that the that was not me. By the way, <laughs> full disclosure, it was not me and on any side of it. By the way, um, oh, but I would man. have to assume wouldn't the wouldn't one spouse like more particularly the teammate need to be like maybe intoxicated or something like somewhere where they're like kind of impaired. I would have oh, to assume yeah. I would have to assume that would be the way it would have it worked out. You Man, know? I just hope we get Big Dom back. Yeah. I mean, I, that leads to the point of of the whole conversation, right? I mean, because Dom wasn't involved with anything right. like that. But can can I just say you this? think he could smooth out the yeah, between the guys man, that I, it I did feel like happen Dom, with? He'd sit you down, he'd give you some life advice, and you'd be like, you know what? She You're wasn't right, for Big you. Dom. Yeah, that like, person, that person, that person be, wasn't for you. He'd be able to get you to figure it out. The way things fell apart for them, would it surprise you if you found out that what Craig Carton said, that there was some validity to it, that there was something more that went on that could have fractured the locker room? Like the way things played out, because it, 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 it appears like it was more than just bad that football wasn't down what, the stretch. It, it wasn't a good season by any means. Defensively, they never adjusted. They had injuries. They couldn't stop anyone in the secondary. That was an issue. Offensively, they could never replicate what they did the year before as far as the explosion, the big plays, any of that. It felt like they couldn't consistently run the football when they really needed to. So none of that has to do with whatever the hell we're trying I mean, to do. But could it? I mean, could it That's have from, been? From week one through the entire. Unless this was, they, I mean, they started off pretty fast. And then they no, just kind of fell record, off. Their record was deceiving. one thing. It was fool's goal. Yeah. Fool, yeah, because fool's the goal. entire time we kept saying, like, eventually they're going to fall off. Like, eventually it was going to happen. That, their record was not built the way it was two years ago. When you felt like they were a dominant physical football team, they dominated both both lines of scrimmage, and you felt like they could you know, bully their way all the way through the NFL. I mean, is it just a possibility that they got too comfortable and too confident? Did they lose that hunger that got them to the Super Bowl the year before? Or do we really think that it was because the personnel-wise was the personnel? Well, apparently somebody got hungry there. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> they was eating. Yeah. like Eating good. Yeah, hey, I just, I think eating the, off the, of their plate and somebody hey, else's. Hey, if you're going to leave that no, there, I, I'll take it. The, the Are you going to eat that? <laughs> the changing coordinators, to me, had a, had a big deal to do with it. They couldn't make adjustments when they needed Wait, to. Wait, my they, chicken they bone. Could never find that out. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> I'm trying to keep us on track. Hey, I look, am. I'm just the, these are the reports. Is that, that are turkey out there. or is that ham? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Listen, <laughs> it is my cheat day. Look, 
These are the oh, reports. These are the reports that are out there. So okay. all we're doing is commenting. You want on it the, so badly to be true, don't you? Jimmy? I just I wonder. There, why why would he make that? Why would Craig Carton just make that up out of thin air? And then you know Adam Schefter has got a vested interest in this because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to have Craig Carton step in his lane and get all the juicy stuff. So he's going to come out and uh, try and downplay it or dismiss it. I just wonder, you know, how much of this there's uh there there's some fire there with this smoke. That's all. Just just curious. And uh, and apparently this has happened before in the NFL. So that is a possibility. That being said. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Sirianni needing somebody to calm him down on the sideline because his temper is so out of whack. Brady, you know Sirianni. Is it that? Yeah. Is that Paisan he's passion? Passionate, he's got the Paisan passion, man. Yeah. He's got the Paisan passion. It sometimes takes another Paisan like Big Dom <laughs> to calm him down. You know, that's just how it works. I mean, <laughs> and be able man. to to kind of smooth things over with other people. I mean, I find there to be some tremendous value in these words that are being spoken. Where did Big Dom? Go to college, Penn State. Oh, that's, I used yeah. to see him all the time. Yeah. Well, hey, so what was what Dom. was Big Dom doing when he was at in Happy Valley? Wearing a lot of t-shirts. He wore a lot yeah. of t-shirts. That man. was a thing. That was a look, though. That was a thing. Yeah, uh, but he wore more than the average Joe. Like if if two two to three different colors or under the same, you know, shirt with the long shirt was was a thing. Dom was always like a real like strong built dude. Like we would yeah. just always see him and be like, dude, Sturdy. why why aren't you on the team? Like why don't you come out and try out for the team? And and we was cool. Like what we was always say? cool. I don't remember. I don't really recall. I don't wanna I don't wanna lie on him. I, I don't I don't remember. I don't recall, but he was like he's he's a big dude. Like he's he's not just big, he's tall. So he's a tall big dude. And you know, we walked to class, we hung out, we kicked it. Like me and Don was suit like we were cool. We were actually I didn't just know him in passing. Like me and Don were cool. All right. So he he might be my one of, in my top ten Italians of all time. He's a pretty uh, cool dude. I mean Sinatra's one obviously. Jonas is uncomfortable. Like well, Sinatra you know, ask me about it and then try to get out of it. Oh, well, no, I mean my wife, my in laws, probably probably Fasano. You there know, you go. Anthony Fasano, put him up there. But like Big Dom's got to be in there for me. I mean, Dom's I would just a dope dude for the record because I've been keeping track here because mm-hmm. somebody's got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, first lie told by Lavar Arrington at about fifteen after the second hour of the program. Why is that? So what lie, was the lie? Where he said, "quote unquote," I walked to class with Big Dom when you on our show on Two Pros and a Cup of Joe have admitted yep. that you used roller skates to get to class. Roller oh, yeah, blades. Oh, roller, roller blades. Roller blades. Get it yeah. right. All right. Yeah, that's All a big right. difference get as far right. as your, the, like, the masculinity card. Right. Well, I'm just no, saying no, the visual looks a little different. I wasn't. I mean, it looks a little different, but, I mean, roller <laughs> blades were. Like roller, roller blades, you know, it looks a little more, more like, hockey-ish. Right. You know, like, yeah, but a little more like, you know, tough guy, you know. Really? Or skates, it's like, eh. Okay. I wasn't going for tough guy. I was going for the looks. I was going for the clout. Still, exactly. You know? It looks I, a little cooler. Is it the difference? I was trying to look cool, though. So, like, are yeah. rollerblades the snowboarding equivalent and roller skates are the skiing equivalent? That's uh, fair. You say? Is it? Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. right? No? I mean, if you want. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I just felt like rollerblades became a thing because people wanted to feel like they were ice skating, like playing ice hockey versus just running on your feet. That and then so sense. rollerblading became like a thing and like, you know, different places. What I kind mean, of what kind of blades you have? You have Bowers? Uh, they were Bowers. Yeah. They were K twos. They were K twos. <laughs> I had I had several pair actually. I had a pair of no, I bet uh, you did. They were I did. I bet you did a bag, man. Who got? Yeah, who got you this? The bag, man. Yeah. Bag man was getting you all <laughs> those like, rollerblades. As far as like, hey, you want me to come to State College? I need a pair of Bowers ASAP. Rollerblades. Hey, the bag man at Penn Joe State. Pa. Joe Pa, you'll never believe for, this. First but, off, uh, I would we're gonna never. get Harrington for about six pairs of rollerblades. Uh, I would never disclose if that were the case. One hey, thing. Lamar. Second, secondly, my father is a hundred percent disabled vet. So I actually, if I was a full time student in school i got a nice check every month as oh, being what? being a, a a a child of of a disabled oh, vet what so, would what yeah. would joe paterno say to you if he saw you on rollerblades in the hallway they saw me on i didn't wear them in the hallways what I'm would very he say though like, how would how would he say it he'd have been like hey what are you doing errington Get off of those blades and walk! <laughs> walk the class! He's nuts! Uh, you're gonna fall and hurt yourself! I'm nuts! 
You're going to hurt yourself. You know, you used to get tired. You know. <laughs> Somebody get him. What is, what is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? That's what he would have said. Um, yeah, I think Brady had some blades with the number 10 and BQ. On they the were on, in line? That's not true. Line. I actually, uh, I will admit this. I, I have skied one time in my life, and uh, I, I've really never, I haven't really ice skated or rollerbladed or any of that, but I was going up on the ski lift, and I didn't pick up my one leg, so I, I literally, like, I lost one of my skis. It got clipped. It got, oh. like, stuck as I was going up. And so I, I looked at the dude next to me. I go, what do I do now? He goes, I don't know, man. Just try to, like, balance. <laughs> I don't know. Balance when you get off the lift, and hopefully someone will bring you the other ski back up. That's what they're supposed to do. The next person is supposed to grab your ski and bring it up for hey, you. Yeah, which leave. I think someone did eventually. Yeah. But I was, like, trying to make my way off the lift. I looked like an absolute moron. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me. They're like, what's wrong with you? It's like, I don't know. Sorry, man. Lee, uh, our executive producer, can I ask you a question? If you've snowboarded a hundred times, how many of those were sober? Uh, uh, none. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Especially snowboarding. Yeah, none. Jeez. Lee, when did you start snowboarding? Like 14? Like, like how old? Uh, I'll, I'll put the fifth on that one. But yeah, you got to go, go pack your drink uh, one, too. <laughs> Right, the bigger question is, how many things do you do sober? Well, I, uh, this show. Yeah, this show. That's about this, it. This start show. The, start the yeah, day. Haters. I don't know. We've seen, we seen him in Vegas. 80% of the time. We've seen him in Vegas. of the show. A rare form, I think. I don't know. That could have been the norm. No, I mean, could have been 70% the of the time he does. It's oh, man. Maybe 60. That's so funny, man. Uh, all right. Uh, it's hard to get out. It is the <laughs> yeah. Joel's, 50-50. Joel's got a wild horse on his hands. Yeah, yeah. To, uh... hey, hey, Joel, we're not great with brakes, buddy. Let me tell you, we we, we yeah. are not good with brakes. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we are renting the house here. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Yeah. Are you going rogue or storm if you had the choice? Rogue. Oh. The hell is that? Do you remember back in the day? Are you serious? Yeah, I don't know. Do you remember back in the day? Come on, man. What rogue looked like? And you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Uh, yeah, the the one I'm that had saying, the juggernaut yeah. in the movie and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like, Rogue or Storm? What do you order? Yeah, like? X Men. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm not a nerd, so oh, okay. I, I don't really I'm not oh, really wow. familiar with like a lot of the names, oh, like okay. the terminology. Oh, right. Storm yeah, was the one that you know control you know the weather right. stuff like oh, that. Stuff. Check yeah. Rogue was kind of strong. Shame. All right, let me see yeah. what we got here. Yeah, it's, uh, it didn't come through yet. Understand there it why is. Yeah. I'm making this? Oh yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you didn't know about that, did you? Jeez. That's old school rogue though. There's yeah. a new rogue coming out that's not uh, yeah, not the same. I, I, that's oh. the problem. That's yeah. he said old school. Yeah. Oh wow. He said yeah. old school. I mean, I'm with you. Thank you. On that, heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, we agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah. no, you will get no pushback from me. Case closed. Case. I, I will be pushing, though. Yeah. Uh, I will be pushing. Uh, I'll be <laughs> applauding you. Yeah. Cheering you on. You? <laughs> Go, oh, Q. Go, Q. Can't Go, Q. Go, Q. lost last night. Yeah, they oh, did. Man. I can't. Can you believe that game of uh, Illinois and Penn State? Gave maybe? up a 15-point yeah. lead. Oh, man. Yeah, but what about Rick Patino? And Louisville. Huh? How about that? Or not Louisville. Rick Patino and St. John's. John's. I mean, no, no, Notre Dame got a big win last night, man. Louisville. How about my fighting Irish? How yeah. about them? They got a big win last night. Yeah. I was watching it. Sure did. Do you ever think that would get like weirded out in today's society and culture, the fighting Irish? Do you, do you think so? I hope not. I mean, I'm not sure. People get weird. I mean, I'm Irish. I'm not offended by it. Oh. I mean, I've heard people say that they feel like the leprechaun is offensive to Irish people, which mm. I, I'm one of them. and I'm not offended. You know, that, that was always a, a, a year-to-year argument for the team in Washington. Yes. They were, uh, yes. Okay. All what right. team? I, I actually had to be a part of a broadcast <laughs> one time, LeVar, where yeah. we had to cover that. And yep. unfortunately, our uh, the play-by-play at the time did not handle it exactly how they wanted it handled. So Dang. there was a, a conversation at halftime. Dang. Yeah, that okay. was a little awkward. I just went ahead and kind of stepped back in. <laughs> into the background. I was yep. like, oh, I'm yeah, not a just, part of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just spectate. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Look, yeah. I was like uh, Homer Simpson walking backing up into the bush. I was like, I'm gonna oh, back yeah. out of here. Up out of there. Okay. Yeah. Safe. Safer that way. Out of there. Makes sense. Out um, of there. So we were talking about this earlier. You know, it could be out of there. Justin Fields could be out of there in Chicago, and uh, he spoke. Uh, just about his unfollowing of the Bears on IG, all that uh, gimmicky crap uh, that people like to do these days. But uh, one of the speculations out there, and we talked about how the Atlanta Falcons could make some sense. Justin Fields did talk on the 33rd team with the St. Brown brothers, Amon Ra and Equinemius, about the potential of the Atlanta Falcons. And obviously him being close to home, played high school ball about 45 minutes away from Atlanta. And there was the potential of this happening. The odds makers have said the Atlanta Falcons are the favorite to land Justin Fields now, but he spoke about what could be one of the drawbacks to potentially going back home. Atlanta would be tough. The only con of going back home is just people hit my phone crazy, you know, wanting tickets to the game. But I mean, I think I think they got a lot of playmakers on the team. And um, of course, Bijan, they got my boy Kyle and then, of course, Drake. Two, um, they probably need one more receiver, but um, they definitely got some guys over there, and their defense was good this year they too. Good so. defense last year, yeah, yeah. last Justin year and this year, yeah. Jesse went crazy this yeah. year. So, is Justin Fields the best option, if if possible, for the Atlanta Falcons at quarterback this off season? 
Because it feels I like mean, he is. would you put him ahead of Russell Wilson if, if he was available? I mean, Kirk Cousins technically will be a free agent. They can't tag him. But I think we're all assuming he's going to sign back in Minnesota, right? Yeah. Because hmm. you'd, you'd say he'd be the best option if he was available. But that's that's not probably going to be the case. You know, we're assuming Russell Wilson is going to get released, maybe maybe traded. But it sounds like, at least based on the betting odds, Pittsburgh now looks to be the favorite there. So unless you're you know looking around saying, all right, is it Ryan Tannenhill? There is you it, go. That's one. I, mean, I wouldn't go Fields. with that. You'd, put, you'd take Tannenhill over no, Fields? No, I said oh, I wouldn't yeah. go with that. Okay. No. No. I mean, it, I, I would think that it'd be the best option, really, for, for both parties. Baker Mayfield of, may be available too, right? Right. But, again, like everyone's kind of assuming he'll sign back he'll in sign back. Tampa. Which is weird, right? Like, when do we get to the point where quarterbacks who are, you know, pressing into free agency who I think have had great years? I mean, Baker had a career year for him. They won the division, go to the playoffs. Cousins, until he got hurt, was literally at an MVP level. I mean, it's it's not like maybe. Like, he probably would have won the MVP if he stayed on the track that he was early in the season. Like, he hadn't played for four or five weeks. I think I was – I remember talking to you guys about it. He was like top five, top ten still in statistical passing categories. I mean, it was ridiculous the way he was playing before he got hurt. Some of these guys aren't going to be free agents or available. Some of them might just be trade bait, right? Like, wouldn't you think that maybe there's the possibility of a Kenny Pickett being a trade? Yeah, that's possibility. A good point. Like because stuff if, like if that. If they do bring someone in, you'd assume like, all right, are they willing to move on from him? And what, what do you get back in return? Yeah, I mean, I, so I, I, I. And the Steelers did such a good job increasing his trade value by playing him those final games. Well, you kept wow. him. You kept, you kept them healthy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, let Mason Rudolph get hurt. You know, so that we had that full value with no injuries. You know, latest injuries at least connected to him. You know, he did get some some injury moments. So you know, protect him from the injuries so you could trade him. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying you're building towards the future. Good question, Levar. The players know that you and Brady y'all experienced it. You know they're holding you out to keep you healthy, right? Uh. Or you're not supposed I know, to know when I was getting held out, I know I knew it was because they just the, we had a contractual issue that played out publicly oh, yeah. and and I was being held out. I, I mean, at the time, I, I didn't look at it as they were holding me out to get rid of me. I felt like they were holding me out because they literally didn't want to see me play like they didn't want to play me. Yeah. So I don't think it was for any type of keep me healthy type of deal because I was already kind of unhealthy anyway at that point. My knee was kind of jacked up, but I, I didn't think that that's what they were doing when they helped me out. I think they were just holding – they might have been, though, because I still had a pretty decent-sized contract. They might have been. I, mean, I, I can tell you 100% before my third year, at that point, Eric Mangini took over as a head coach, and I remember talking to our quarterback coach, and he told me, he's like, hey – he likes Derek Anderson. You know, he, he he doesn't like you. He pretty much had the conversation. And I remember being like, oh, okay, that's an odd situation. My agent called me and said, hey, some teams are calling about trading for you. Well, nothing happened. And we had a quarterback competition through camp. I won the competition. And he benched me as soon as he could. I remember it was like our third game of that season. We're in Baltimore. You know, we started off with Minnesota at home. Um, Brett Favre's first game was a Viking. Adrian Peterson went off against us. I mean, it was it was going to be a tough – our schedule, those first three games were rough. We played a Vikings team that ended up going to playoffs. We played Denver in Denver. That's when they when Josh McDaniels first got there. They got on that 6-0 hot start, and their defense was nasty. And then we played uh, in Baltimore, and this is back in, in 09, so that defense was still rolling. And I remember they benched me at halftime – and I thought to myself, like, man, I, I like, you know, I, it's a new system. I was hoping for a little longer of a leash and opportunity. We traded away uh, Braylon Edwards. We we got rid of Kellen Winslow. You know, we we didn't have Dante Stallworth. We, we we had all these pieces we had we moved on from. And so we really reshaped the roster. And so over the next couple of weeks, you know, D.A. wasn't playing great. You know, it was a new system for him, too. And, again, same same issues. And – I, I'm. Someone asked me. They go, "Hey, is this about your contract?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Well, you've got a big bonus for playtime." I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Do you think that's why they're holding you out this long?" I'm like, "Well, I don't know." And then it became an issue because it got to a point where you know Da wasn't playing well, and it got to the point where it was like, "All right, are they going to go back to you?" And so we played Chicago that year, 
And if I had gone in in the first half of that game, I still had an opportunity to earn if I would have been able to play out the rest of the season my incentive, which would have been like 10, 11, 12 million, whatever it was. And instead, <laughs> they'd have put me until the very end in the fourth quarter. The game was already out of hand. It was kind of just garbage time, right? And so I remember thinking back then, like, that was really the only explanation based on that duration of play at that point. You know, they just they weren't going to pay me, and they ended up trading me in the offseason. And I, I had a Liz Frank injury and all of that. I mean, that goes down a, like a, a bad road of I got some not great medical advice. You know, I needed surgery looking back in retrospect. But at the time, they're like, no, you can cast it. It'll heal. You'll be fine. And that was only because they knew if I got surgery, there was no chance they're going to be able to trade me. <laughs> so I tried to cast it up, try to take their advice. And sure enough, day before I'm driving back up from Columbus, Ohio to Cleveland, I get a call from a general manager never even met before. And he's telling me like, yeah, they've, you know, we're, we're trading you to the Denver Broncos. Mm. I'm like, okay. So then at that point I looked back, I'm like, yeah, they basically held me out from being able to earn this playtime incentive because he didn't want to he didn't want to have me be a part of it the entire time. It's kind of like the Jimmy Garoppolo Niner stuff. It was you... it's clo- it's more closer to like the Russell Wilson deal where it was kind of like an arranged marriage when the coach got there and they played through it and then now you get to a point where it's like okay, like now they want to move on. Just the the difference is obviously Russell's contract is is huge compared to me being on that rookie deal. Uh, and you mentioned the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson. He could be on the way out. The Steelers, obviously, an option uh, that could be a potential for that. But according to Paul Allen of KFAN in Minneapolis, apparently Sean Payton is, quote, enamored with J.J. McCarthy of Michigan. And uh, if you are looking it, for uh, if you are looking for some uh, fun, juicy draft storylines and speculation out there, JJ McCarthy, uh, the Denver Broncos could be very interested in him. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings pick right before that, so if you assume they're going to go with the Kirk Cousins route, then uh, maybe Paul Allen is sitting there with a little bit of intel and information with the team picking right behind Minnesota, but uh, could see J.J. McCarthy there at a mile high with the Denver Broncos if Sean Payton likes it, according to the uh, to the rumor out there. I'll I'll tell you what, man. It's a great quarterback class. Like, I I really love this group. I think there's a lot of depth at the top end. There's a lot of depth, you know, even throughout. You know, guys that we're not going to be talking about the first round. But I think there's six guys that you could make a case could go in the first round. Uh, Caleb Williams, everyone's going to talk about out of the Southern Cal. Drake May out of North Carolina. Jaden Daniels at LSU. Those, to me, are the definitive top three. And then the only reason why I wouldn't put J.J. McCarthy in that group, because, like, every time they asked him to step up, make plays, to lead Michigan, he did. I mean, he showcases everything you're looking for from a quarterback, from decision-making, toughness, you know, accuracy, arm strength, um, you know, the ability to create, extend plays, all of that. He showcased all of it. It's just the other offenses that everyone else ran provided a greater opportunity for them to, to showcase that more and their, their skill set more. I mean, Jaden Daniels won a Heisman this past year in large part because of his transition from Arizona State to LSU in Mike Denbrock's offense that allowed him to do that. So... Those four guys, I would not be shocked, man, if you don't see all of them go in the top ten. I would not. I think they're all first-round talented players. And Michael Penick's film is ridiculous out of Washington when you watch his downfield accuracy, his playmaking ability, his throwing under duress or under pressure. Bo Nix was incredibly accurate. He's athletic. You know, He's played a lot of football, so he's very mature, very prepared to come in and, and kind of be the guy for a franchise. I mean, every one of those that I just named – I could see potentially going in the first round. What about Jameis? What do y'all think? Who? Anybody pick him up? Jameis. Oh, oh Winston? James Winston? Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious to see what he does if he doesn't stay in New Orleans. I think he might. I mean, are they that sold on car? You think? I think he might end up somewhere else. I don't know that they're even sold on car, but I don't think it's going to be Jameis Winston. I think he ends up somewhere. And, and interestingly enough, is he a viable option for a team? Like, could it end up being a, a Pittsburgh for Jameis Winston? Ooh, I like that fit for him. I mean, let's let's be clear. He's he's in the NFC South. Could it be a an Atlanta Falcons? Yeah. You know, Jameis Winston is one of those names that's flying under the radar. If you ask me. Well, I mean, 
you know, some of his off-season training videos. I can imagine why. The, the hard thing is, is like... Dude can play quarterback, man. To, as I say, to LeVar's point, he's capable, man. I mean, he's led the least for over 5,000 yards in a season. I know that came with a lot of interceptions right, that year. Yeah. But, get you 30? Yeah. Get you 30. Well, get you 33. All right. Get you 30. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll end up on top on that I mean, one. but Barely. <laughs> I, I, I would say this. At, at this point in time in his career, he's been with two different franchises. If he knows the system, knows – I mean, that – lends usually his, his best chance to succeed. I just, I don't know that that, maybe the team is, you know. I mean, wouldn't there be a tad bit of familiarity? Wasn't wasn't Raheem in Tampa Bay while Jameis was there? So if there was a relationship that was a positive relationship of of that sort that went while he was there, I mean. That, that, was, that was not. Did Raheem, they miss each other? Think. Yeah, I think they did. I think Robbie Raheem, Smith was the head coach back then. But was Raheem on the, the, the staff as well? He was the head coach there, right? No, it, right. Well, Raheem it was Leslie Frazier was the defensive coordinator. Okay, but was was Raheem the defensive backs coach? I, I'm, I'm I feel like they were on the team at the same time. Know. So I Brady, feel like they were on the same team. Are you telling me that J- uh, Jameis is off suspension for calling the play? Off I thought suspension. they said that just splintered him from all future coaches wanting to deal with him with calling the play. Mm. Who said that? That's the word that he called the play and against the coach's wishes. Right. Oh, no. They don't want him. Yeah, no, that's not it. So they do want him. Who is they? I want to know who they are. I would think think every player would want to play with Jameis. out there, boy. Jameis is one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet. And 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 he knows how to eat his W's. By the way, um, Raheem Morris was in Tampa. His last year was in 2011. Okay. Yeah, so he there's no no crossover there. Yeah, okay. I think Jameis was like uh, what was he like uh, eight 2015. years old? Oh, okay, but he was like oh, eight years how, old. How old he was? Yeah. I mean, he's 29 now. Was, so you can do the math on he's that. He's not that sure. old. He's not yeah. too old to still be a, a viable option. Uh, I mean, just, just no, something you're right. to think about. You're right. You're yeah. right. Uh, now you mentioned Bo Nix as a uh, potential. Uh, the Denver Broncos currently the favorite to land Bo Nix, according to our friends at DraftKings. So and, not JJ uh, McCarthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is just the odds, the way they're looking at what the draft order is right now. So Sean Payton may be. Interested. So who has the best odds to get JJ? Ooh, uh, efforting. Give me uh, one. The Bears. Minnesota. Uh, the Bears. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is Minnesota. <laughs> So the, the interesting thing about that is you'd, you'd have to then think, what are they going to keep Kirk Cousins for a year, let him be a placeholder, let J.J. learn, and then transition to J.J. McCarthy after a year? Because, that I mean, look, we've seen it work with Green Bay, you know, having their quarterback and waiting weight behind, you know, a guy like that. You feel like he might be able to help you win a Super Bowl. What's going to be that? Be maybe that be the route they go. So you've got. So I think quarterback goes one, two, three to, at the top of the draft, and you're talking about you love this draft class. I do. All right, over under four and a half quarterbacks go in the top ten. I'm going to say you're for sure going to get Caleb Drake and Jane Daniels. I then think you'll get Jane McCarthy. I don't think. Look, there's medical concerns with Michael Penix. I don't know enough about that. Just all anyone talks about. I just know his tape was ridiculous. Um, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I think it's four. Yeah, I'll take the over. And and you yeah. know my gambling. Like I would try. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so everyone in. should fade yes. Jonas Knox. Lock it in. Lock and that in. Four quarterbacks taken in the top ten. Damn. Take that to the bank. Take Damn. it to the, the th- bank. The other thing you have to take into consideration is free agency starts before the draft. So you know there's gonna be clarity on Minnesota's position with Cousins before they have to make that decision on what they do with that pick. Well, I mean, the uh, the overwhelming favorite to go number four, just to give a little bit of love elsewhere beside the quarterback, is uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harrison the Jr. And here's the only thing I will say that's not going to be popular, all right? not trying to. It's not a hot take, okay? I was doing some breakdown of Jane Daniels' tape, all right, for some other work. Uh-oh. And I'll tell you what, bro. Malik Neighbors, baller. Like, if people think there's there there's that big of a separation between Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors, you are dead wrong. Oh, you think he goes ahead of Rome? Adunzi? I would not be shocked, and I will not be shocked if Malik Neighbors... It would not shock me if he didn't have the best career of all of them. Oh, wow. He, he is, he's a special talent. You watch the way he separates. You watch the way he's able to make people miss. His route running and build all that. I mean, both those kids. Brian Thomas Jr. is a heck of a player too. Like the, those, the two wide receivers, 
Uh, was a Lacey number two as well for them? Like they, they had a trio of guys who were some studs. I mean, Jay Daniels was phenomenal, but he had some help too with that group. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.